I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to a Monday edition of Inside Arsenal. We're now in the second week of the international break. We are getting there, people, not too long to go now before Arsenal return to action this weekend with that big, big game at Chelsea. As this week progresses, we'll start to look forward to that match a little bit more. Take a look at some of the big decisions facing Mikel as Arsenal prepare for that game at Stamford Bridge. Been a quiet week at London Colney, I imagine, last week, but start getting a lot, lot busier this week as we head towards that game. Plenty to discuss today. We'll talk about Edu and his trip to Brazil. Some pitches doing around the there. People get expect, getting very excited, uh, tying it into potential transfers. So we'll look at that. We'll talk about last uh, yesterday's win for the women at the Emirates. What a fantastic late bit of drama that was for them as they beat Aston Villa. Got plenty of questions and comments from you guys as well, as always, and some international tidbits to discuss as well. So let's get started then, shall we? We'll start with Edu, who's been over in Brazil. And as is the way with football, and certainly the way with the internet, that has immediately led to lots of transfer speculation. Edu's over there on a big scouting mission to assign Andre ahead of Liverpool and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm sure you've probably seen it doing the rounds in the last um, day or so. Um, now, as you can see, it's not been a top secret mission for Edu to go over to Brazil by the pictures. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you know, very public pictures of this heading over to Fluminense. Um, I think he's been to Palmeiras as well, maybe Corinthians, obviously his former club where he's got very, very close ties. Um, you know, it is a big, big figure in Brazil Was before he came to Arsenal, was, you know, a crucial member of the Brazilian um, national team set up as well. So this isn't a big top secret scouting mission, you know, far from it. These pictures wouldn't have come out if it was, you know, whether there were discussions going on um, in terms of potential transfer targets while he was over there, 
who knows? I don't, and I'm not sure anyone else does. But, um, you know, just, just the fact that these pictures have come out, you can see, you know, clubs aren't trying to hide the fact that Eddie was there. This is, you know, it's been quite a public thing. He's gone over there to look at their, how they work, you know, look at sort of analytics departments, that sort of stuff, you know, just doing what sporting directors tend to do and what football people tend to do. They go and explore how other clubs operate. You see it all the time. Coaches do it all over the time. They'll go over to continue to learn, to go and watch how other coaches uh, coach from time to time, especially if they're out of work and they want to sort of expand expand their knowledge. You see that happening all the time as well. So um, I wouldn't get overly excited. Now, there's been lots of links because of this trip with um, Arsenal and Andre, who you probably would have heard of in the last few months or so um, because of Liverpool's interest in him. Um, midfielder, young, um, Fluminese, Liverpool were very, very interested in the summer. It didn't happen because Fluminese are in the Copa de Libertadores. They didn't want to sell at that time. But there seems to be a, you know, it seems pretty apparent that they will potentially do business in January for him once their involvement in that competition is over. Now reports are coming out of Brazil that Arsenal are now ready to rival Liverpool and potentially outbid Liverpool in a move to sign Andre which would be interesting. He's a six, I believe. Look, I'm no expert in him by any means, but it looks like he's a potential deep-lying midfielder. We look at where Arsenal might look to strengthen going forward in the next year or so, and that is potentially a position that they might have to do, depending on what happens with Jorginho, depending on what happens with Thomas Partey, with Mohamed Elneny. You know, all players who are coming to the end of their contracts, who are ageing, and Arsenal will need although they have Declan Rice, of course, they are going to need to revamp in that area and bring in some younger talent. And Andre potentially fits that mould. I've never seen him play, so I have no idea if he's decent or not. But the fact that Liverpool are very, very interested in him and ready to part with a big bit of cash to try and get him to England suggests that he's clearly a very talented young player. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Arsenal were in for him. There's no, I have no information on it myself, but just looking at that and... You know, that is definitely an area we've spoken about it before on this channel, haven't we? That that is an area that Arsenal are potentially going to have to really look at over the next couple of windows. So it remains to be seen, you know, whether Edu's trip to Brazil was tied into any of that, whether there were any discussions taking place behind the scenes. Who knows? But I wouldn't get too carried away with it and seeing all the reports and get overly excited. I think we're just going to have to, you know, wait and see what Arsenal do. We know Arsenal have got strong ties over in South America. They look at players over there. They signed Gabriel Martinelli, of course, very, very successfully. Signed Marquinhos, not quite so successfully, but we'll wait and see how his career progresses um, over the next couple of years or so. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Arsenal really start to dip into this market a lot, lot more because of the strong links they have over there, because of Eddie's relationship with certain clubs over there. So we'll wait and see what happens. But, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here right now being majorly excited that Arsenal are definitely going to sign Andre, that they're going to pip Liverpool to... His services, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, who doesn't like a good transfer story anyway? It certainly gets everyone a little bit excited, certainly during the international break as well as we are, as uh, there's not too much to talk about. Right, let's go on to the women then, shall we? What a day that was at the Emirates yesterday. Look for so long, like it was going to be another disappointing defeat for the ladies after um, losing to Liverpool on the opening weekend. And then, although they got the late equaliser against United, it felt like... Um, it was a game they should have got more from the way they played. Um, and yesterday was looking like it was going to be very, very similar. Going behind that to Aston Villa to a corner, poor defending from the set piece. 
Um, and for so long, it looked like that was it. They were going to suffer another defeat, another home defeat in front of more than 35,000 at the Emirates. But as is the way at the Emirates nowadays, never leave early. You can never say never until that full-time whistle goes. Two goals in injury time for Arsenal. Turn the game in the head and give them and Jonas Eideveld a huge, huge victory to uh, really sort of hopefully, fingers crossed, get their season up and running. Got a question, um, comment here from Yevon. Says, great game by the Arsenal women. Good to see Beth Mead back. Such an important player to the team. I hope that win and the way it happened can kickstart the ladies' season. It's been a bad start to the UCL and the WSL season. I hope we can now continue as we mean to go on. Yeah, hopefully that can be the sort of the the thing that does kickstart the season. The way it happened, you know, Beth Mead coming back for her first game after so long out, setting up the winner for Alicia Russo. Two goals in injury time. Katie McCabe, brilliant equaliser down the left-hand side. And um, yeah, hopefully that can be the moment. You know, really big, big moment for Beth Mead as well. She said afterwards how emotional it made her feel. All the other players were commenting on, you know, Alicia Russo said it was it sort of gave her chills, the reception that Beth Mead got. You know, she's such an important player for Arsenal and for England, of course. Um, but just to see her back playing and to contribute the way she did, you know, came on with a couple of minutes to go, Arsenal 1-0 down. And within a few minutes, they've won the game 2-1 and she set up the winner. You know, dream return for uh, Beth Mead. And fingers crossed that can be the moment that really kickstarts the women. So well done to them. Okay, as I reported yesterday, you know, my understanding of Thomas Partey's early um withdrawal from Ghana's game against Mexico at halftime was that it was a sort of predetermined thing and it was that they were just trying to manage his minutes after being so long out with injury and Chris Hewton has now confirmed that speaking to the press following the game he said Thomas was always going to play 45 minutes he's been out injured for three to four weeks he came back for Arsenal last midweek was on the subs bench for one game and played 20 minutes the next game so we knew he was only going to play 45 minutes so panic over no need to be concerned from, you know, I wouldn't be surprised as well that it's very, very similar for Thomas Partey when they play on Wednesday night in Nashville against the USA. I can't see Thomas Partey playing the full 90 minutes. I think it might well be another 45 minutes type thing for him, uh, which is wise. It is sensible. These are friendlies. They're not qualifiers. And you've just got to be very, very careful. We know that with Thomas Partey. It's still a long journey home for him. I spoke about that yesterday, Wednesday night in America, Arsenal playing on Saturday. Um, you know, I'd be surprised if Thomas Partey starts that game against Chelsea, but we shall wait and see. But certainly, you know, Chris Hewton backing up, confirming what I was saying yesterday, that it was a predetermined thing and no need to panic when it comes to Thomas Partey. Disappointing night internationally for Martin Odegaard. Yesterday, Norway losing to Spain, their chances of qualifying for the Euros, um, taking a massive, massive hit. And that meant that Scotland did qualify. So congratulations to Scotland. They have now guaranteed themselves a place at the Euros in 2024. What job Steve Clark is doing there. But yeah, for Odegaard and for Erling Haaland, uh, disappointment losing 1-0 to Spain. Um, and yeah, their chances now not looking the greatest when it comes to the Euros for Arsenal. You know, you look at that, could be a good thing. Summer off for Martin Odegaard, but for him, I'm sure he would very much want to be part of that. He's it's a shame that the Euros could potentially be missing players like Odegaard and Haaland. Such is their quality. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, let's move on to some of your questions and comments now, shall we? Here's one from Mergin1902. says, party is so underrated. Rice is really, really good off the ball. Also, he is better on the ball than I thought, but he doesn't come close to party. The way party can receive the ball under pressure and turn from his man is such a big asset. Also, he's a great passer. I is Thomas Party underrated? I don't know who underrates Thomas Party. Certainly not most Arsenal fans. Fantastic player. Hugely, hugely important for Arsenal. Um, had, you know, so good for three quarters of last season. Fell away at the end, as so many Arsenal players did. But I don't think he's underrated. I think everyone knows just how important Thomas Party is for this Arsenal team. That's why he's been rushed back to action so many times since he's come back. I think the thing with Party is that everyone just gets a little bit frustrated at how injury prone he's been since he's arrived at Arsenal. Um, but I don't think anyone underrates his quality. What a player. He showed it when he came on against Manchester City. Just immediately made a huge impact in that game. Played a big role in the winner, obviously. And um, and crucial. Look, Tom, Declan Rice has been absolutely exceptional since he signed for Arsenal. Brilliant. Um, off the ball, he's fantastic. On the ball, like you said, he's shown how good he is as well. But he's a very different player to Thomas Partey. You know, the class that Partey has, his ability to pass the ball around the corner, um, to split the lines of his passing. There's a lot that Declan Rice still needs to improve and I think he will improve because he's that type of player and he just seems to improve his game season after season. That's why he's so, so exciting and the potential that he has that still remains untapped in my view. But, you know, Partey's a good, you know, he's a lot older than him. He's played at the top level for a lot longer than him and um, there's huge amounts that Declan Rice can learn for Thomas Partey and you know, I can't wait to see the pair of them playing together in this Arsenal midfield as the season progresses. It's just you know, so much to like about that uh, potential partnership going forward. So, yeah, I'm not sure he's underrated, Mergin. I think Arsenal fans certainly rate Thomas Partey. And, you know, if he's underrated by people outside of the club, who cares? Arsenal are just very, very lucky to have him because he's a top, top quality player. And I uh, can't wait for him to be fully fit after this international break, fingers crossed, and can come back and make a huge impact on Arsenal going forward as we head towards Christmas. Here's one from Stephen. He says, I really think Patino should stay at Arsenal and sign a new deal. He will make it. I can see a pathway for him at Arsenal. El Nenny and Jorginho's contracts are expiring soon. We need to sign a box-to-box midfielder. Then Partey replaces Jorginho. Patino will gradually integrate it into the first team. I also believe Partey's contract should be extended. He is vital and integral to this Arsenal team. Look, I'd be more than happy to see Thomas Partey's contract extended. As I was talking about yesterday, you know, there's going to come a point where Arsenal are going to have to make a decision on Thomas Partey. And that point, I imagine, will be very, very soon. You know, if a big, big, big comes in from for this summer, it's probably something they will consider because of his age and his contract. But for me, you know, sometimes you got to look at it and think, you know, is it? Do you do you have to bring money in for certain players, or will it just be better to keep them around and um, 
for them just to play you know really important part as they get older and Thomas party for me you know falls into that category so so important so I wouldn't be against that by any means but uh yeah in terms of Patino I would love for him to stay at Arsenal and sign a new contract I don't think it's as simple as just saying that though I think you know young players they just want to play now and when someone like Patino's had a taste of it playing in the championship you know full season last season going to be a full season this season providing he stays injury free to go back to Arsenal and just be a bit part player and wait for your chance it's not ideal in terms of your development because you just want to play once you've had a taste for it especially when you're going to have clubs banging on your door which I'm sure Patino will um offering him you know regular playing time with that I don't think he replaces Jorginho as you say there I think Patino's best position is potentially a left eight type one and there is potentially a spot up for grabs at Arsenal in that we know that because uh, it's not like Kai Havertz has made it his own yet since he's come in for Arsenal. So potentially so, but um, we'll have to wait and see. Like I said yesterday, I think all options are available for Charlie. Arsenal will reassess it in the summer. They'll all sit down at the end of this season, see how he's got on with Swansea, look at what the future may hold, discuss all the possibilities, and then the decision will be made. Will be made. But I don't think anyone's going to rush into anything. And I certainly don't think Patino and his people are going to rush into anything as well in terms of making a decision when it comes to signing a potential new contract, that'll be something for the end of the season. For now, everyone just wants Charlie to get his head down, you know, settle at Swansea, play well at Swansea, and then decisions will be made at the end of the season. But yeah, I would love Patino to sign a new contract and stay at Arsenal. Who wouldn't? It's like you want those Hale end players to progress and to make their way into the first team. Uh, here's one from Vet Para, who says, Hi, Charles. There have been one or two reports that Timber is making very good recovery from his ACL injury. Initial reports were that tear and not a rupture, as I understood. Have you heard anything reported on his recovery potential return this season? Just with regards to Timber and the whole discussion around Arsenal's left eight, do you think we could see Timber at left back and Zinchenko at left centre mid when Timber comes back into things? In terms of the bottom one, um, look, I think he can play there. I've mentioned this before. He clearly can play there for Zinchenko. He does it very well for Ukraine, but we just haven't seen it at Arsenal, really, which suggests to me that it's not really th- something that Arteta is considering for whatever reason. I don't know why, but you know, it is definitely an option. It should be an option, you know, because because Zinchenko is such a good player. But clearly, you know, Mikel doesn't really see it happening that way. You never know. We haven't had time to see Zinchenko and Timber in the same team because of Timber's injury. So maybe that was something in in Mikel's thinking. We we just don't know that yet because he got injured so soon that it was impossible to tell. But um, I'm not sure. No, I, th- I still think Mikel clearly likes Zinchenko as the left back playing the inverted role and not that further forward left eight role. So, um, but he can definitely play there. We know he can because we've seen him do it for internationally. In terms of Tim's injury, I just don't want to really get drawn into that because we're still so far off it. It's impossible to tell. You just don't know, especially with an ACL injury. Everything takes so long. Everything has to be so carefully managed. You know, talk of him potentially being back early and playing a part in this season it's still so way off and you know even the medics wouldn't even be discussing that now it's just a case of taking your time with him and making sure when he does come back he is as strong as possible there's no chance of or as best chance as possible of you know him not injuring himself again which we've seen happen with um cruciate ligament injuries before so i just think any talk of a return date for timber it's just too far off and it's just too much there's too much hearsay in it you don't want to put any pressure. You know, Arsenal won't put any pressure. They'd never put a timescale on Timber's recovery because you don't want to put pressure on a player like that in terms of, oh, now he's behind schedule or he's ahead of schedule. It's just unfair on the player. It's unfair on the medical staff with these type of injuries. So, um, you know, I haven't heard anything and I wouldn't expect to hear anything as well. And I'll take anything you hear in regards of early returns or any return dates for Timber with a pinch of salt because it's just too far off yet 
to have any sort of clear clue on when a player could be back or potentially could be back from an injury as serious like that. It's just everyone just needs to just let him recover. Don't talk about that sort of thing and just see how it goes. If he comes back early, plays a part in this season, then fantastic. If he doesn't, then it's of no fault of anyone's. And it's just make sure when he does come back, he come back as strong as possible. Because the last thing you would want to do for Arsenal or for Timber is for him to come back, not quite be ready, get injured again. And then suddenly you're looking at a massive, another long layoff because it does happen. We've seen it happen. And that is the last thing that anyone wants. So I think we've just got to, you know, just kind of forget about him for now. Let him do his recovery. Let him do his rehab and he'll come back when he's ready to come back. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for, for getting in touch, Vet Para, as always. And that's about it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching or listening to today's episode. We are getting closer, of course, to the weekend. Again, if there's anyone over in Frankfurt watching this, any Arsenal fans in Frankfurt, I'm going to be there this weekend. I'm talking at the Big World Book Fair, I'm talking about the book on stage, talking about England's chances at the Euros on stage as well. That is due to finish around sort of five o'clock on Saturday, just before Arsenal kickoff against Chelsea. I think it's 6 p.m. kickoff German time or 6.30 p.m. kickoff German time. Uh, let me know where it's good to watch the game. I'm going to be right in city centre around the train station, I think. So let me know where it's good to watch the game. If you're going to be watching in a pub, let me know where you're watching and I might come and watch it with you and uh, have a few beers. So please do let me know in the comments below if you are in Frankfurt and you have any suggestions about where I should be watching the game this weekend. Until then, everyone, have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow. Speak to you very, very soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.